What up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Black Expat Podcast. My name is Carl, and I'm excited to be rocking with you guys for yet another episode. I am happy to be back today. Yes, I know you guys are sad. I apologize. I did take a week off last week, and I told you guys, I think I did. I don't remember if I did, but yeah, I was starting my new job, uh, my dream job that I absolutely love, and I'll get into more of that later. But yeah, so I took a week off because it was a lot. It's a lot of learning, a lot of memorizing, and I honestly did not have time to sit down and give my 100% all to the show. And you guys know how I do. If I can't give you quality content, then I just don't put it out there. And yesterday, uh, I had to prepare for a presentation, so I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do Monday. But I'm back here Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, and Friday. I'll be back all week this week bringing you guys our morning check-ins. And I'm just going to jump right into it because I got some feedback. And they was like, hey, jump into the content. But before I do that, make sure you guys subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll be coming back with a huge revealing uh, this upcoming month. But anyway, so, you know, one of the things I definitely want to talk about today is work from home, right? So a lot of, I've had these conversations with expats and uh, and people, you know, who aren't expats who live and work abroad. You know, it was like, man, I really wish I could just stay at home and work. And I didn't have to go in. I didn't have to drive in traffic. I didn't have to sit in traffic. Like I could set up a home office and I could just work from home. Now, I do want to preface this by saying I'm a single man. I do not have any kids. I don't have any, you know, any ex-wives. Oh, I don't have any any big responsibilities like that. So if I want to change, so changing my house around and changing my living space around or changing the way I work, I understand going into this conversation is much easier for me. But what I will want to speak on is what it really is like to work from home, right? Because we have to think about it. When the coronavirus happened, work from home kind of just came out of nowhere, right? It was like, oh my God, we can't be around each other. What can we do? Huh? We have to work from home. Now, for some of us, some people, it was a dream. It was like, oh man, finally, I get to work from home. But it wasn't one of those things like, you know, I have I get to prepare to work for home from home. It's like, no, I ain't going in the office, so I don't feel safe, or my job doesn't feel safe having us like this. So we're gonna push everybody to work remote and we're gonna make adjustments on the fly. Now there's a lot of a lot of things to take into consideration, especially with cities, countries around the world, Taiwan and America specifically, who have aging populations. Like working from home means you have to adjust to using technology even more. Fortunately enough, we live in a time where technology moves fast, right? So Zoom was there before the pandemic and people just latched onto it once the pandemic happened. That's when people started having their, you know, their conferences and things like that. Google Meet was always there, but nobody really used Google Meet. Nobody really liked Google Meet. And they made the patches and made and got more feedback because people started using it more, which had people giving them more feedback, which led them to be able to make more changes and make it work for everyone, right? But it meant a lot of technology and a lot of adjustment. So not only are you adjusting to being at home and fixing your workspace, but you're also adjusting to using new technology and using technology in ways that you really didn't have to use it before in your actual job. Right. That, when you think about it, that's a lot. It's basically being retrained how to do your job on the fly. But you still have to do your job. Right. You still have to do what you normally do. But now you're being retrained on a different way to do it, a different way to communicate more emails, more phone calls, more actually more meetings. Right. Some jobs and companies have more meetings because they just want to one in those those micromanaging managers. They want to make sure you're doing work. So now yeah, we're going to have three minutes a day, you know, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, one, another one in the afternoon, one right before you, right before work is over. 
right? Those micromanaging managers. Now, that's not for every company. Some companies need to have that. You need to have that level of communication because if you're in marketing, you need to talk about marketing. You can't just start a, an Instagram campaign without consulting others. You should get feedback, right? So some companies is needed. Some, as we all know, it's not. It's those, unless it's those meetings that could have been emails. But for some companies, those meetings that could have been emails became emails, right? As long as, and the efficiency can be tracked online. But it was a hell of an adjustment quickly, right? That's just the work part. Like the home part, like really think about it. How many people had homes that were ready to go remote? And I'm talking kids. I'm talking husband routine, husband and wife routines. I'm talking, you know, how you eat, where you eat, how much you spend on food. Like how many homes were ready to go remote? Even if you had a week's advance, there's little things that you don't think about, right? Like if you say you're married or you're dating someone and you have to completely alter your daily schedule, right? You're used to your significant other getting up and doing things at a certain time. He or she is also used to you getting up and doing things at a particular time. But when you go remote, all that changes, right? It's like, man, now you're there and you could literally roll out of bed. Like some people think people who work remote just roll out of bed and roll into a computer and all of a sudden they're at work. Some jobs are like that. I've seen it <laughs> firsthand experience. Some aren't. Some you have to be up. You have to get your coffee. You have to eat. Right. You want to keep some, 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 some resemblance to to what was normal for you before. Some people still get up. They go for their runs. You know, they eat and then they're bam. But for some people, it was like, man, I ain't got to get up two hours early to drive, or I don't have to get up an hour and a half early to drive. And for some people, it was summertime. My kids are are, are taken care of. I don't have to get up for them. And they're not even going to school. I don't have to get up to get them. They are doing the same thing I'm doing. They're just rolling over into a computer. Like, how many homes are, like, ready to go remote? It's a good conversation. And I know you're thinking, how does this relate to expats? I'm getting there. Give me a second. I'm getting there right now, actually. So one of the dreams, right, the things that, you know, we've always wanted to do, uh, for me at least, like, I love teaching. It was one of the, one of the things I'm glad I actually got a chance to do. And I'm glad that I stuck with it and I'm glad that I moved up and was able to create programs and reach all these kids and blah, 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 blah. But after seven years, eight years, nine, ten, it was never my call. It was never my passion. It was never something I dreamt of doing, but I knew it was a calling of mine, something I had to do as a part of my life experience. Right. I'm glad that I did it. Right. It taught me so much. I learned so much. I grew so much. Blah, blah, blah. All that stuff you are guys already know. If you listen to the podcast consistently, if not, go back and listen to the earlier episodes. Not available on uh on Apple for some reason, but everywhere else they have all my episodes. Apple only gives you a hundred episodes uh per show, unless you pay more. And I ain't doing that. But um, yeah, so right, um, but it wasn't my passion. Like I once I, you know, regained my entrepreneurial spirit spirit once I opened my own travel company once I opened my own bar like I was like man this is what I'm really passionate about right because even though I was a teacher I was a leader from the very first year of teaching right so while I did love the teaching aspect of it I was the leader of people right I had my own teaching team I led them I directed them then I had my own teaching and Taiwanese team I led them I directed them then I had you know I moved into only teaching high school kids and with high school kids you teach them very differently than you teach junior high and elementary school kids you're leading high school kids because they, they already know everything. They got everything under control. They don't need your help, yada, yada, yada. That's how high school kids are, right? You know how they are. So my approach to being a foreign teacher in a Taiwanese classroom was like, hey, we can be cool. We can be friends. You're going to respect me because I'm an adult and I'm your teacher. But I'm also going to give you, you know, a different kind of respect, a different kind of communication that you don't get from your Taiwanese teachers. They treat you like kids because they have kids themselves, right? I'm going to treat you like a young adults because that's how I want you to act in my class. Ain't going to be no yelling. Ain't going to be no... Why are you late? It's not, hey, I was late because of X, Y, Z. 
you know, you are an adult and you are going to behave like one, like point blank period. You're going to behave like an adult. So, um, yeah. So that when I realized like that wasn't really my passion, I was like, man, it would be great to be able to have a remote job, you know, where I make an American salary. Because what I was seeing abroad was a bunch of people had American salaries and were working remotely in Taiwan. You know, which means that one, you 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 have a lot, lot more money, right? You have a lot more money because you know, even though I was making a good salary in Taiwan, US dollar is still more than Taiwanese dollars. So if you're making a US salary in Taiwan, you're you're basically balling. Right? You can you can have a McDonald's salary in Taiwan, but if it's an American McDonald's salary, you're low key balling, right? So it was always a dream to like to work remote. For me, to like travel, because if I can work remotely and do my job anywhere in the world, it just opened up the world to me. Like, remember, I've traveled 50 countries. So that's always been a goal and a dream of mine. So when the world started going remote, I was like, oh, man, a lot of expats thought, oh, man, this is perfect for us. We want to be remote. We are the best equipped to be remote because our lifestyles are ever-changing, right? And most of us, unless we're living abroad with kids, we ain't got no kids. We ain't, nothing's holding us down. We can thrive in this remote, you know, this remote work setting. But we found out is that when America went remote, they weren't ready to... They weren't ready to go remote, so we couldn't find remote jobs. People wanted people who already knew the systems, already understand what was going on, have experience in America, you know, are, are reachable if they could make them just to the office. It was hard to find remote jobs. They were there. They were out there, but people were, and also you have to realize, people were still getting the virus. It was changing the entire work culture. People were calling off. People were worried. Hiring managers weren't ready to do that phase of hiring because it required, you know, virtual interviews then if they want to follow a certain chain of command if you know your boss wasn't being flexible you have to do it a certain way like even though they're not coming in the office you have to have eight different interviews with all these people and it's coordinating all these people's schedules because it changes when you work from home so all these things were going on like man we kind of missed the wave <laughs> right so a lot of us end up going back home to secure a job to be able to do that now i didn't necessarily come home to secure a remote job to go back to taiwan that wasn't my plan Right. I just so happened the way I found my job is how I found most of my jobs. It was happen chance. I stumbled upon an opportunity that I thought was amazing. I loved the work that I'm doing now and I applied and I got it. It just so happened that it was also remote because I was prepared to work here or you know, wherever in the world I could work. I was prepared for anything. But I say that to say this. It's like, you know, if you're not an expat or if you are an expat and you're back home or if you are just trying to figure out how to navigate being remote now, like, really sit back and think about, now that everything's kind of calming down, in America at least, everything's kind of calming down, what options you have, right? A lot of people I've seen have done this from, and I don't know if it's because they've gone remote, I know people haven't gone remote at all, but things have kind of slowed down and it's not as busy. So they've gotten into, you see them doing more of their hobbies, exploring and doing different things. Because now, now that everything's settled down and they've, made, they've adjusted to it, they've realized how much time they have. Like, man, I can get my grocery shopping done during the week, <laughs> during the day sometimes, because I can step away from my computer for two hours, but I can come back and get my work done. I can work late, but since I'm already at home, it's like I can choose to work at night versus working in the morning. Some jobs allow for that. I can pick and choose how I operate. So that means things that I was stressing about that I could only do on the weekends, I can do Monday through Friday. And now on the weekends, I can do whatever I want to do. My time is my time. I'm not exhausted Friday at the end of the workday. I'm excited. I'm energetic. Whether that's playing with the kids more or taking them places they want to go, or if it's that's you hanging out with your friends more and linking up with them, hanging out with family more, linking up with them, like it opened up so many opportunities for people once it settled down and a routine was able to be developed. Now, I also want to point out 
you know me still gonna talk about you know expat stuff um the opportunity to travel like think have have you ever thought about living outside of your community if you don't already living outside when i say community i mean your city from chicago big city living outside of chicago right if you like let's say you make a decent salary your home's paid for or you're renting you ever thought about spending a month working remotely in a different city you can get you an airbnb Right, it has to be expensive. Airbnbs are are are, are quite cost effective, right? If if you find the right one, if you can find the good one, you can do couch surfing. I like do like really. Like, oh, I would never couch surf. I got my own house. Why would I do that? I, it's that right. Think outside the box. Why would you ever work work from home? Why would you ever go back into the office? Things you may have to do. Like why would you ever jump out of an airplane? Things that are fun that you should do. You don't have to do that, but you should do that. You know what I mean? Like really challenge yourself to try something different. I'm a huge advocate, especially for people from the city that I'm from like in my community and my people, because of the way that the communities look and the gentrification efforts. But it's not just that, it's that it's just that, like I've lived in different cities all over the world and specifically in America. Like the, the options are out there and I'm speaking specifically to the black community. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's like, think about the things that we have access to outside of where we grew up at. Most of the black communities were populated in a certain area for certain reasons, right? Hood housing, hood projects, all that, right? Now that you're able to go remote, you can do, go anywhere and do anything. And like, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of this and because-